0: You're listening to episode 166.
1: Let's be friends
0: of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover the tools to build a marriage and family that you love. My name is Daniel Lim,
1: and I'm Christina M.
0: Let's be friends. I was thinking, why, why can't we yeah, be yeah? Friends? Is that the name of the song?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> You're asking two people who don't really know the lyrics to the yeah. song. <laughs> I thought it
0: was, why can't we be friends?
1: Maybe it is, why I can't don't know. we be friends? Anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, so we want to talk to you today about the importance of friendship in your daily life.
1: Exactly. Well, you know what? In 2017, loneliness was unfortunately declared as a public health epidemic. And this was before COVID-19. So imagine what it is now in 2023. Social psychologists define loneliness as the gap between the social connections you would like to have and those you feel you experience. According to a 2018 report by the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation, 22% 22% of adults in the United States say they often or always feel lonely or socially isolated. Wow, 22%. That's 22%, yeah, exactly. Hmm. Almost one quarter.
0: Yeah. The health implications of loneliness have become clearer over time. According to the research of Julianne holt Lenstad, a professor of psychology and neuroscience, the heightened risk of mortality from loneliness equals that of smoking 15 cigarettes a day or being an alcoholic and exceeds the health risks associated with obesity. Hmm. Researchers are now actively studying the mechanisms by which loneliness affects health, including its relationship with inflammation and harmful changes in DNA expression. Another researcher explains, if you're stressed chronically, your body may be in a low-level fight-or-flight response all the time. Hmm. So what we are looking at is whether some people are in a chronic state of mild inflammation.
1: Yeah, and it's if, fascinating. And if you know anything about inflammation, mm. that continual um, things that are happening in your body can lead to some really devastating results. Mm. Friendships, on the other hand, versus loneliness, can enrich your life in many ways. Good friends teach you about yourself and challenge you to be better. They encourage you to keep going when times get tough and celebrate your successes with you. But friends do a lot more than just give you a shoulder to cry on they also have a positive impact on your health. Some research even says friendships are just as important to your well-being as eating right and exercising. So if friendships are so impactful and beneficial to our lives, shouldn't we be talking about it more often? That's why on today's episode, we want to talk about three types of relationships that we can cultivate in our daily lives. Our friendship with Jesus, our friendship with our spouse, and friendship with others. So let's start by talking about our friendship with Jesus.
0: How would you characterize your relationship with Jesus? When you think about him, how do you see him? Is he a stranger or a friend? King, Savior, Lord, brother, or someone that you're interested in learning more about? And when you think about the way that he sees you, how do you think Jesus sees you? Does he see you as a servant? As someone who is saved as a seeker as someone who is rescued a brother or a sister or as a friend let's take a look at what jesus says about this in john chapter 15. now if you're not familiar with this chapter or this book in the bible what Jesus likens himself to is a vine, and we are the branches that grow on that vine. So he talks about the relationship between that, and, and can a branch grow apart from the vine, and what happens if the branch is cut off from the vine, and he talks a lot about that, and it's a fascinating picture and image of what our relationship with him ought to look like. Well, later on in this story and in this analogy, Jesus says this. This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I've made known to you everything I've heard from my father. So on the spectrum of friendship, how would you describe your relationship with Jesus? Right? Would you call yourself acquaintances, casual friends, friends, or deep friends? Now, we started this episode off with some research. Here's a little bit more about a, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of time it takes to develop and grow a friendship. The study found that it took 40 to 60 hours to develop a casual friendship, 80 to 100 to being friends, and then more than 200 to being deep friends.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. Sometimes I think we just want to jump right into it, right? Yeah. Or a friend is a friend, right? There's no levels. Completely.
0: But what's cool about this research is that, yeah, there, there really is a, a clear difference to how you develop and move from casual friendship to deep friendship. Mm-hmm. Now, what's fascinating about this study is that it really shows us that the only way that friendships develop is by spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for you to cultivate a deeper friendship with Jesus? What are a couple ways that we can do that? Well, we can do that through prayer and the scriptures, and also through playing and the Sabbath. So since we talked about Sabbath in episode 164, let's spend a bit of time talking about prayer and the scriptures. One characteristic of deep friendship is being attentive to each other. And I'm not talking about, you know, knowing everything that there is to know about the other person. I'm talking about knowing someone to the extent where you can buy a thoughtful present for them that would mean a lot to them. Uh, instead of just a gift card, <laughs> right? The default, Or maybe
1: you really know them and realize, oh, all they want is a gift card. Like, yeah. That really means. Yeah, the to world a specific to place, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> not an Amex gift card. <laughs> but,
1: I just want money. You know, I'll take
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not picky. I'm that kind of friend. No. <laughs> <laughs> My email is. Uh, so the interesting thing is when you're attentive, right? We're talking about attentiveness as being a characteristic of deep friendships. When you're attentive to someone else, you know what they don't like as much as what they do like, right? I mean, think about it. When you think about your spouse, do you know what annoys them and also elates them? Uh, can you pick up on their subtle body language? Can you kind of guess what they're thinking when they don't say something?
1: Mm-hmm. Or they respond with, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, What does that mean? Yeah. Or when they say, sure, do whatever you want. Ooh, do you know what that means? Because it's be- not do you whatever better, you better. You better know now,
1: honey. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's
0: from personal experience. So here, okay, so here's a real litmus test. Um, when you think about those you are deep friends with, uh, the thing that you can do is you can tell their stories. Hmm. Right? You, you, not just... Characteristics about them or what they like, but you can tell their stories because you were either there or you've heard it so many times (laughs) (laughs) that you can say it. So, having said all that and thinking about attentiveness, what does it look like then to be attentive to Jesus? How do we do this? Well, it's by praying Mm -hmm. and then reading the scriptures and then praying the scriptures. Because here's the thing prayer is how we talk to Jesus. Reading the scriptures is how Jesus talks to us, and praying the scriptures is how we learn how to talk like Jesus. There's no one specific way to do all that, which is great because there's no one perfect way to do all that either. The important thing is that we're spending time with Jesus, cultivating our friendships with him through prayer, reading the scriptures, and praying the scriptures. And that's why for both Christina and I, that's something that we do. It's a practice that we do daily in Mm -hmm. the morning before we get started with our day. We do it in our own different ways. Uh, But for me, for example, I will wake up, make some coffee, and then I'll sit down with the Bible. I'm walking through a Bible reading plan at the moment. And as I read through my readings for the day, I prayerfully do that and sometimes i'm praying what i'm reading or i'm uh, the 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 scripture is guiding me in what i am to pray mm-hmm. and how to pray but what's more important than checking off the box to see i read the bible is The fact that I just get to spend time with Jesus every day.
1: Exactly. And I love how you are coupling it with a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe the quietness of the morning before the kids are tromping around.
0: Yeah, in the winter, I I always turn the fireplace on. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Have a cozy blanket. And I love how you're talking about that because uh, in next week's episode, we're actually going to be talking about starting with joy Mm. with Neil and Carly Samudre. And they talk about how delighting, bringing delight into a practice, for example, Bible reading reading, will instead of feeling shame or discouragement for not necessarily doing it in a certain way, that you're instead turning your brain to look at the part of how can I delight in God? How can I delight in the time together and see it from a positive lens? So you're going to want to make sure to tune into that episode as well.
0: Yeah, love that. So we've been talking about what does it look like to be attentive to Jesus, right? How do we learn how to be attentive to Him in order to cultivate a deeper friendship with Him? The good news is that Jesus is always attentive to us, mm-hmm. whether we are, are always yeah, yeah, whether we are attentive to Him or not, He's always attentive to us, which is such good news. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the twelfth Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Available wherever books are sold. Let's now talk about friendship with our spouse.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, Dr. John Gottman and his team discovered this specific thing through their research on relationships. Based on 42 years of longitudinal data... They discovered that the heart of stability and happiness in a marriage is not based on sex. It's not based on conflict resolution. It's not based on probably a lot of the other things that you've heard. It's actually based on friendship. Hmm. So, even if you have uh, differences in temperament, instr- interests, and family values, which all of us have, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the things that we think sometimes make or break a relationship or think, oh, I wish my spouse was more like me, then we would be better (laughs) together. (laughs) No, it's actually friendship that makes the difference. Friendship is the root and foundation of commitment and trust. Happy marriages are based on deep friendship. Let me share with you a quote from Dr. Gottman. Happy marriages are based on deep friendship. By this, I mean a mutual respect for and enjoyment of each other's company. These couples tend to know each other intimately. They are well-versed in each other's likes, dislikes, personality quirks, hopes, and dreams. They have an abiding regard for each other and express this fondness not just in the big ways, but through small gestures day in and day out. So here's one way that you can work on your friendship with your spouse. Two words, stay curious. Uh. I'll say it again. Stay curious. Do you remember when you first started dating, you wanted to know all about each other, right? I mean, Daniel and I, we dated long distance for a year, and I think we spent like four or five hours on the phone each day just yeah. learning about each other oh, yeah, right it exactly. went from like it went from what's your favorite color what's your favorite hockey team oh no we cheer for different teams can we get along
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing in Canada yes exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> maybe it would be football teams yeah, for those who live in the states yeah,
0: Tennessee and Alabama fans uh, well can you <laughs> I don't know
1: exactly yeah. yeah other things like what are you allergic to so mm-hmm. if I bake you cookies I don't kill you uh, what are your life plans? What are your goals? What is God calling you to? Yeah. Now, as much as you talk and ask questions of one another, by the time you get married, there is still so much you don't know about each other, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So why is it that couples are found to only be talking 35 minutes a week. We've explained this in previous episodes, but if you are new to this stat, Dr. John Gottman found that couples really only spend 35 minutes a week talking to each other. And it's not the deep conversation or getting to know you conversations. It's the, hey, can you pick up milk on the way or who's going to pick up Johnny from basketball practice? Mm -hmm. Sort of the... Chores of the relationship, not the actual, hey, how are you doing? Talk. Yeah. So why does that happen? Well, it's because they haven't stayed curious about one another. Hmm. So Dr. Gottman asserts that couples who enjoy deep knowledge of one another are better prepared to cope with both life and marriage relationship ups and downs. So y'all stay curious and ask questions of one another, not just how was your day? Good. How was your day? Good. Good. But also, how is your life lately? Ask deeper questions like, what is God teaching you in your devotions? Is there anything you are dreaming about? Or is there anything bringing you joy lately? Take the time to listen to your spouse's answers and remember them. If something comes up that reminds you of them, like a small gift or a meme or even a reel or TikTok, send it to them and tell them that you were thinking of them or cheering them on. Show your spouse love by deepening your friendship for them. And how are you going to do this? By staying curious. If you're wondering what questions you can ask your spouse just to be able to deepen your curiosity and knowledge of one another, we'll include some questions that you can ask your spouse. You can go to inbetween.org slash episode 166 and they'll be there right for you. Yeah.
0: Now we could probably end the episode here, right? Refocusing on prayer and scripture to deepen our relationship with Jesus, check. Staying curious to deepen our relationship with our spouse, check. But this last area, friendship with others, is one area that we often neglect but can't afford to if we want to finish well. So let's talk about friendship with others. Do you have friends in your life that you can be completely honest with? Friends where you both have the posture of giving instead of taking? where you both depend on each other. Conversation isn't one-sided, but there's a good balance of listening and talking both ways.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: You don't agree on everything, but you feel safe expressing your opinion, agreeing to disagree. You feel accepted, supported, and valued. There's truthfulness between you and them. Trust, confidentiality, and adventure.
1: Yeah, fun. That's Mm. important too in a friendship.
0: Do you have friends like this? I'm not talking about one friend to rule them all. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about friends, right? Like a band of brothers or a band of sisters. Remember that study we talked about earlier, that, the one that discovered the amount of time it took to develop and grow a friendship? The one that said that it took 40 to 60 hours to develop a casual friendship, 80 to 100 to being friends and more than 200 to being deep friends? Well, what the study shows us is that there's no silver bullet or quick fix to friendship. And that's true in our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with our spouse, and our friendship with others. It just takes time and intentionality. So what does it look like for you to intentionalize friendship with others?
1: Exactly. What does it look like to actually carve out time in your schedule? Maybe that's something that you and your spouse need to talk about of being, hey, we want to have time together as a couple, but also we realize that there is an importance or maybe a lack of time that we're spending with our own friends. Can we maybe reserve? Uh, One night a week or maybe, you know, um, an afternoon, every other weekend that we can build into the friendships that we have around us. And maybe you're looking around and you're saying, you know, I used to have friends, but after COVID and all of these other issues that we've had, um, I don't have any friends Mm -hmm. anymore. So, Janie, what would you say to somebody who's looking around and realizing I'm surrounded by so many people, maybe in church at work, at the gym, but I still feel lonely because I haven't put in the 40, 60 hours. I haven't put in the 200 hours for deep friendships. Where can they, where can they start?
0: Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, you need to recognize that there are other people right around you that are probably thinking and feeling the exact same thing. Completely. So instead of waiting for them to initiate, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh yeah, and, and there's this sense inside of you where you're like, yeah, you know, actually I might on the friendship quotient side of things, it's pretty low mm. because you have that realization. What would it look like for you to actually initiate and to connect with those around you? So one idea would be don't eat lunch at your desk. Mm. Right now, there are days where you need to do that. And right. You might need to do that because of assignments or work and projects that you need to do. But what would it look like for you to not just do that, but invite a coworker to eat with you?
1: But that's scary. <laughs> Isn't it safer just to be in front of your desk with your computer?
0: It's true. It's true. Or your phone, yeah. right? Looking at reels. Right. <laughs> yeah. But chances are there are people around you who want to experience friendship too Mm -hmm. and it just you know it takes it one at a time and and maybe you're a mom at home right or a dad at home with the kids and you're like yeah well when it's meal time or when it's coffee time I mean it's my kids are always there what am I supposed to do Christina you know when you were at home Mm -hmm. with the kids and they were young and they were taking naps and your amount of Uh, or time spent with other, having adult conversation was pretty low. (laughs) Right. Right. What would you say to someone in that situation right now?
1: Well, one idea that a friend and I came up with that we did weekly was we actually had a gym membership to the same gym and she would come over and I would take care of her kids while she went to the gym and then she would come back to my home and would feed the kids snack and then I would go to the gym and then we'd come back and we would have lunch together or Mm -hmm. we'd have the kids... Kids, you know, the kids eat like every hour (laughs) and we'd have our post-workout snack together so that we were able to really build our friendship and also build into our kids' friendship and lives as well. It's amazing. This was when we first lived in Edmonton, but, you know, seven, eight years later that we've come back our kids are still friends yeah, because right. they had that foundational friendship from, from when they were young. So yes, does it take a little bit more creativity? It sure does, but it's worth the investment, y'all. So maybe there's someone in the neighborhood, maybe there's someone at a mom's play group or library, uh, sing, laugh and learn or what they do in the workshops that you can just ask someone, hey, would you like to come over for, for lunch? And it can just be grilled cheese and soup. Something simple. (laughs) Because honestly, most people don't care if they're served. They're just touched that you saw them and you care enough about them to want to get to know them
0: yeah and when it comes to friendship together as a couple with others mm-hmm. sometimes that takes a little bit more time to organize and schedule with everything else going on especially if your kids are a little bit older and they have different after-school activities right. or even if your kids are younger you're probably just wanting to go to bed <laughs> right so when you think about friendship with others in that sense Uh, Don't think about it as like a a checkbox where, man, I need to, we need to hang out with friends once a week, Mm -hmm. right? Think about it in the sense of rhythms and seasons. And some seasons, you know, you're going to be able to spend a little bit more time investing in other friendships and then there are other seasons that are just hectic startup and close and if you're an accountant end of year and whatever that might look like or that, if you're
1: in school <laughs> yeah exactly
0: right that that it's harder to invest in those seasons but see them as seasons not as a I need to do this every single week mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah and for those who are thinking what am I going to talk about I'm going to share one question with you that will open up huge communication lines. Are you ready? Yeah, what is it? Can you tell me your life story?
0: Oh, I love that.
1: There you go. People (laughs) be like, what, from the beginning? And honestly, if you don't know what to say, be like, yeah, when were you born? Where were you born? (laughs) Start there. Yeah. And then just ask questions. And you may run out of time, but be like, hey, you know what? I didn't get a chance to share my life with you. Can we get together again and I can share with you my life story?
0: Yeah, love that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for listening into today's episode. If someone came to mind as we were talking, we would be honored if you sent this episode to them. You could hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app or just send them the link inbetween.org slash episode 166. All right, thanks again for listening in, and we'll catch you next time. This episode was brought to you in part by The Compelled Podcast,